And welcome back, everybody, to Bartow Sports Zone. Alan Sanders filling in for Charles Wilson, who uh, may be back next week. Don't forget, next week and the following week with the schools on vacation, rounding out 2023, heading into 2024, we'll have a truncated Bartow Sports Zone. We'll just have the 8 to 9 o'clock hour, so you get your two hours of Bartow's morning news like normal, and then Charles Wilson and the Benchwarmers join for that last hour. But today, we're on our regular schedule. Jackson Hyde is with us and joining us now for our next interview segment is Coach Kyle Morgan of the Lady Wildcats. Kyle, good morning and a Merry Christmas to you. Hey, good morning to you and Merry Christmas to you as well. Appreciate you having me. Absolutely. We love putting a spotlight on the kids, on the teams, on what's going on in our own community. So I'm going to kick this off first and say, you know, we Jackson and I were talking earlier as being parents of students uh, that were involved in sports. Uh, it's always interesting as a family who's got an athlete, the holidays don't necessarily mean you get to leave and go away for a couple of weeks. Talk about some of the tournaments going on during the holidays. Um, we're actually starting a Christmas tournament today. Um, we play at 4 o'clock over in Rome uh, versus Cusa, and then win or lose, we're guaranteed to play um, Saturday and then potentially Monday and Tuesday as well. And then we'll uh, you know, continue to practice throughout the holidays, try to have a little balance, you know, give kids time off and uh, at the same time uh, you know, continue to get better. Um, we were supposed to play another game the 29th, but it's been canceled, and, uh, you know, we'll – Try our best to use this opportunity to get better. But, yeah, we're in a tournament uh, starting today. Uh, Coach Morgan, we again, we'll reiterate, we appreciate you joining us. We know this is a busy time. We, we also know you're an educator and you've got uh, school re- responsibilities this morning. So we, we appreciate you taking the time to, to join us. But uh, you're off to a good start, uh, five and three. You got three wins in a row. Tell us a little bit about what's going on early in the season. Uh, well, so far- um, like you said, we're off to a uh, you know pretty good start. It's the most wins we've had in uh, you know quite a while over here at Woodland this early in the season. So we're uh, you know very fortunate. Um, that being said, there's still lots of room for improvement, and we know that um, competition is only going to get harder after Christmas once we get into region play. Well, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the girls on your team. I know you've got some uh, returning starters and maybe some new folks that are that are getting some action on the court. Uh, a little bit about who's on the team this year and the roles they're filling. Okay. Um, well, our varsity uh, consists of eight seniors. Um, six of them are currently healthy enough to play. Um, but I'm just going to be okay, just hit every one. That way I don't leave anybody out. And um, But first we'll start with India Coaxum. She's a senior, uh, very gritty player, hard-nosed. Um, adds a lot to our program as far as just the willingness to compete. Unfortunately, she's dealing with a, uh, a knee injury and has an MRI on Monday, so hopefully we'll get good results from that. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, she's unable to play right now. Uh, next one's Morgan Eccles, kid who transferred in as a sophomore. Um, I'd be hard-pressed to find a better kid um, within our building. Um, unfortunately, she, too, has a knee injury and waiting on an MRI. Oates, uh, who's been with us for years. Um, she kind of turned more into a volleyball player than a basketball player as she progressed, but, uh, you know, she's two is coming off illness. Um, but she will, uh, hopefully provide uh, valuable minutes off the bench today. Um, uh, Megan Schultz, senior captain, uh, far our most versatile player leads us in most statistical categories 
again this year. Um, we count on her for a lot. Um, then we have two uh, twins, Ella and Gracie Ship, who moved in um, this summer into our district from North Paulding. Um, very high-performing kids, um, on and off the court, um, doing road at Kentucky State, work hard, respectful, have just uh, fit right in. Um, then we have Cassidy Wall, senior, led us in charges last year, real gritty player. Um, unfortunately, she's been playing through injuries all season long, and um, I'm hopeful with a little time off over Christmas, maybe she can fit her senior year playing pain-free. Um, then finally, our last senior is Reagan Waitman. Um, she's actually started with us um, for four years, um, kind of the Lou Gehrig thing, came in as a freshman, hadn't come off the court. You know, extremely intelligent player, um, plays bigger than her size, and you know we're blessed to have her. And then from the varsity level, uh, we have one junior, uh, Libby Morgan. Uh, she's kind of being forced to learn different roles than what she did the last couple of years, so she's playing more off the ball. But she does a lot of things that don't show up in the box score. And then we're having three kids from our JV that are kind of playing varsity or dressing and giving spot minutes just based on – who's available to play that day, um, Abby George, sophomore, uh, Mo Jensen, sophomore. And then today, um, based on our current situation with injuries and illness, uh, Maddie Waitman, a freshman, uh, she'll be with us today on our uh, tournament in Rome. Coach, you mentioned you've got eight seniors. That's a little bit uh, out of the ordinary when you look at high school basketball to have to be that deep in seniors. Uh, you, you think that's going to be a key and important role for for those guys to, to be leaders as the season goes on? 100%. Um, we've talked about that actually since we were eliminated from the region playoffs last year up in Calhoun. And, you know, they given the option to have a, a senior year like, you know, their freshman, sophomore, junior, or try to do something to uh, improve that. And to their credit, they've invested a lot between then and now and um, have gotten better. And, you know, hopefully um, with experience, you know, they're – We'll have some uh, more success as far as wins and losses and stuff like that. But um, as a group, um, super kids, um, all eight of them are either involved in dual enrollment, AP courses, work-based learning. So they're getting the most out of their educational opportunity. And uh, I'm real blessed to have those kids in our program. And it also says a lot about them to come in as freshmen and on the varsity level may not experience as much success as they would like to stick with it and grind and you know, hopefully uh, you know, they can experience a little bit more success as the season goes on. All right, Coach, we're up against a break. Stick around, though. We've got a few more minutes with you on the backside of this break. We're here on Bartow Sports Zone. Our guest is Kyle Morgan, head coach of the Woodland Wildcats girls program, basketball, and we'll be back with more. Welcome back, everybody, to Bartow Sports Zone. Alan Sanders filling in for Charles Wilson. We've got Coach Jackson Hyde from the Benchwarmers, and we are joined by our guest, talking with Kyle Morgan, the coach of the Woodland Wildcats girls basketball program. Coach, when we uh, left, you were talking about all these student-athletes and how many of them are involved in things like dual enrollment or they're doing work-based learning. 
Uh, Jackson and I were talking earlier about uh, learning sports and being involved in sports is so much uh, toward your academic career, and I wanted you to kind of just take a second to say something about that, about your student-athletes, because they do have to learn time management, they have to learn teamwork, they have to learn a lot of life skills being involved in a sport. Uh, without a doubt. Um, that's obviously one of the, my opinion, benefits of being a student-athlete is you learn things that can't be taught in the traditional classroom setting, but will, in the big picture, um, help you, you know, obtain and maintain success after high school. Um, and that kind of leads into something I'd like to talk about. If I can just have a second, um, in addition to being, you know, a student athlete, um, being a member of a team, one of the things we try to do is try to teach the kids the you know, willingness to give of yourself and serve others. And, uh, one thing I'm proud of for this group, um, we've last couple of years worked to, um, along with coach Howard, our athletic director, and this year, Ms. Rakestraw, an English teacher, do a program called Shop with Oh, we just we just had you drop for a second, and I don't want to I don't want to lose that, uh, Kyle. Kyle, them. let me let me interrupt you real quick. You you dropped for just about three seconds, oh, just man. when you went to say shop with. So I wanted to stop the and wild. then let you pick it up from there. Okay, shop with the Wildcat. It's a program we do school wide, um, where we try to give kids an opportunity that may not have the same um, Christmas experience as others um, to go to Target. Um, they're given the opportunity to get things that they not only need but want, that they may not have the uh, same opportunities if this wasn't provided. And our basketball program raised uh, enough money for 14 kids to experience that. And that's something I'm proud of and that they're willing to give of themselves to uh, you know, benefit others, which you know, not only is something you have to do to be a successful team, but also a, a successful adult in whatever um, – the post-secondary option you have. Yeah, absolutely, Jackson. You and I were talking about just the, the student-athletes, and that's just another component, um, being able to give back and learn the, you know, you may be given some talents, you may be given some God-given gifts that other kids don't have, but that doesn't mean that you should think that you're the, 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 the universe revolves around you. You should be able to take those talents and give back. 100%. Yes, sir. That's a that's an awesome program, and I'm glad you were able to bring it up. And this platform uh, allows us to do that. And coaches, as much as you are the head coach, and and all the the buck kind of stops with you. I know you've got some important members of your of your staff, your support group. Tell us a little bit about who's helping you this year with the Lady Wildcats. Okay, I'm fortunate to have a young man, Peyton Roberts, who's our JV coach. He did the uh, same thing last year for us, but. Anybody knows anything about athletics in Bartow County? His dad, uh, Coleman Roberts, he's a longtime basketball coach, softball coach. So, uh, you know, he kind of grew up with and uh, to have him. Uh, he's finishing up his degree right now at Kennesaw State. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, I have a, a man who's volunteering to kind of help us. His name's uh, Coach Emerson Bridges. And uh, he's probably forgot more basketball than I'll know. Um, but he's. Been in and around this area in Carrollton and stuff like that. So uh, to have basically two ends of the spectrum, you know, a, a young kid who's kind of cutting his teeth and then a, a gentleman who has a little bit more experience than him, um, I'm very blessed to have both of them on staff. Uh, Coach, you mentioned you're in a uh, Christmas tournament this weekend. Where do you, do you – I think you got a game this afternoon. Uh, tell the listeners where you're at and uh, who you're playing and hopefully we'll get some support out your way to, today. Okay, we're playing in the Rome News uh, Tribune Tournament. Um, it's been going on for forever in Rome, and um, we're very fortunate to be out there and be involved in it. But we play 
Coosa today, and then depending on the result there, we'll either play Rome Model or Murchie um, tomorrow at 2. Um, the games start all at a Murchie, and then if you're fortunate enough to get to the semis or finals, it ends at Barry, and that'll be next week. Well, Coach, we uh, certainly appreciate you joining us this morning, taking time out of your day and your season to join us. We hope to have you back later on in the season so we can talk about more about the success of the program this year. And again, thanks for joining us, and I hope you have a Merry Christmas. Oh, thank you. Appreciate you, and I uh, hope you guys and everybody listening has a Merry Christmas as well. Thank you. Definitely appreciate all of our coaches joining, and uh, great to meet you there, Kyle, here on the program. And as uh, Jackson said, just watch those emails or maybe text messages. Charles will definitely have you in the rotation as we head into 2024. All right, sounds great. Thank you. All right, that's going to wrap us up in our number two here of Bartow's Morning News. We're going to get more of Bartow's Sports Zone, but we got to get you caught up on some local news. we got to get you caught up on what's happening on the world stage with a couple of minutes of Fox News, and then we'll be back here with uh, some sports-minded guests. I think Brad Stevens is going to join in on the conversation as we have a lot of fun on a Friday. Stick around. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone. Alan Sanders filling in for Charles Wilson, and we've got the uh, Bench Warmer Sports Roundtable coming your way in just a few minutes. But first, we got to say a thank you to folks who help make Bartow Sports Zone possible, and that includes Blackstone Realty, Styles Auto Care, St. Angelo's Pizza at Lake Point Station, Derek Strange of Edward Jones Investing, Rooks Roofing and Exteriors, Schottenkirk Honda, Latitude Blue, Day Chevrolet, Sidelines Grill, All-Star Roofing, Elite Stone Supply, and Three-Way Campers. Such a pleasure to be here behind the microphone. Any chance I get to fill in for somebody on any show is just a bonus to me. I love what I do, and such a pleasure to be here on a Friday. And you can tell that uh, a lot of people are already starting to think about vacations. Jackson Hyde, I think you're probably on the road going to work, but good morning to you and welcome back. Good morning. Um, Glad to be with you this morning and you know you just mentioned our, uh, the sponsors for Bartow Sports Zone you know the Christmas season's coming up a lot of those businesses here locally are uh, and this is a big time of year for them this is a make or break time of uh, season for our, a lot of our local businesses not only the Bartow Sports Zone uh, sponsors but the WBHF sponsors I encourage everybody to shop local buy something from, from some of our local businesses here keep our community going Absolutely. You know what? Uh, I, I say this a lot during the course of the morning show. Uh, you know, you can always get a gift certificate to a restaurant downtown, one of our niche or mom and pop restaurants, not part necessarily of a chain or if a chain is your thing. Those are those are gifts you can put in the stocking and give to people that they can use anytime over the course of the year. And so I, my, my wife and I love doing stuff like that to surprise somebody with, hey, take yourself out to dinner, have a date night, do something special. It doesn't have to be on Christmas. You open at Christmas, but you can use it then later. Absolutely, it's uh, it's important to support you know buy local, support local businesses to keep uh, keep our community going and, and keep programs like this on the air. It's important uh, important for us to do that. All right, I'm going to take you a, a little off guard here because I know you are one of the sponsors with Three Way Campers, and my wife and I we're into the glamping. We like to uh, go out and camp, but we like to have some conveniences. But we're still tent campers. But when people people look at our tent, they're like. This is like the Taj Mahal of tents. But then there's the next level, which is getting a camper, getting basically a self-enclosed, whether it's a, a tow-behind or an RV itself that's uh, that has a motorized you know crew cab. Tell us a little bit about what 
kind of options you have. If somebody is out there going, you know what, the kids are out. We're thinking about maybe touring some of the country or maybe just going from one national park or even a Georgia State Park over the summer. What kind of options do you guys have? I appreciate the the, the plug, the unsolicited plug there. But uh, Well, let we, me just be clear. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> learning myself right now because my wife is like, hey, maybe we could get a pop-up or something at some point that gives us a little more uh, convenience. Yeah, there's there's stuff for for any any price point. There's stuff in, for any vehicle as far as if you're going to tow something. Uh, we've got products that start at around 1,500 pounds. Uh, that could be towed by virtually any vehicle. It's a, a glorified tent, a hard shell tent, if you will, on wheels with kitchen and air conditioning and gas furnace and things of that nature. So there's uh, there's stuff for all all price points, all vehicles. Uh, we're just just off we're off Cobb Parkway, just south of uh, Barrett Parkway in Marietta. So, you know, free to come by and look. Keep everything unlocked, you guys. Anybody's welcome to come down and, and just. Roam around, take a look, spend some time, see if you see something that works for you. Got plenty, plenty of options. One of the things I can tell you, because my wife and I, we do love camping, and we usually will go with friends, and some of our friends have, some have what I call basically luxury apartments on wheels, and others have more of the pop-up, and then we have the tent. But one of the things I, I'm always amazed by is the the amount of customization that you can get. It's like I, I had a friend of ours who were like, we saw like 16 of this exact same kind of layout as far as like the, 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 the like a, it was a 24 foot long um, uh, tra- trailer basically. But they were like, we wanted one with an outdoor kitchen, but we wanted one with an inside uh, king size bed. And, and I was just amazed at all the options. Yeah, tons of options and they, uh, no space is left unused. Storage is huge when you're. In a, in a camper trying to find enough stuff so if you got a family and you got two kids and two adults having enough room for, for clothes and groceries and things of that nature so there's layouts of all kinds it's a, it's, it's a it's a fun experience and if you've done any type of camping it's worth uh, it's worth you know even if you rent something at some point to go out for a weekend just to see how you enjoy it but it's uh, there's stuff for for all types of camping you, you mentioned there's some folks that this is their vacation they, they'll go for two weeks to the beach and so they want something a little bigger, a little more luxurious, a little more storage. And then there's folks that just like, we call weekend warriors. They just like to leave on Friday, come back on Sunday. They don't need nothing that extravagant. Right. There's, there's stuff for that. There's tailgating options, you know, stuff that is designed more for a tailgating experience than a camping experience. So there's several options out right. there. For we got to take a break. We'll be back with more of Bartow Sports Zone. Welcome back, everybody, to Bartow Sports Zone. Alan Sanders filling in for the vacationing Charles Wilson. We've had Jackson Hyde with us since the uh, last hour through our coaches' interviews, and now joining us, a friendly voice, a familiar voice to the Bartow Sports Zone crew, we've got Brad Stevens. Good morning, sir, and a Merry Christmas. Good morning, and Merry Christmas to you, Alan. Glad to join. I'm uh, sorry I was I missed the interviews. I, I listened a little bit, uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm glad to be here with you all. Brad, I'm going to go to you with this uh, next sports topic and something that I think you can give us. You could probably monologue for the next segment here. I was asking Mike Garcia, because I'm not as big of an NBA uh, basketball watcher, but one of the things I've noticed is the scores keep getting higher and higher. I mean, it's at some point. It, I remember when a triple-digit game was like, wow, that was rare. Now, if you're not hitting 125, 130 a night, you're considered not scoring. What's going on with the NBA? 
Well, I mean, the offensive strategy has changed. I mean, you're in the days of the six eight swing man. You know, I mean, you have the the seven foot two post up players and setting setting up and screening and all that. It's over. Uh, you got you know the James Harden effect where you know we, we and the Steph Curry effect where you want to do a step back three or a dunk or nothing and the mid range jumper is dead. And these guys, be, uh, you can cuss the game all you want to, but these guys are highly skilled athletes and they're getting open and they're hitting these these shots and. Defense just there's just not a premium on defense anymore in the NBA. It's about you know putting butts in seats, and they're doing it. You know when you score 125 points, it's a lot of fun to watch for the fans. Uh, for a basketball purist, it's not because you know I don't think that's what the game was like when I was growing up. I remember the you know when the Knicks and the Heat and all those Eastern Conference games, the final score would be 90 to 85. Uh, you know, and, and those were fun games to watch too. They were highly physical, which it, the game is not physical anymore at all. So the game's really fast. There's a lot more shots taken and a lot more three-pointers taken. And these guys are, are are great shooters. I mean, Steph Curry's the greatest shooter in the history of the game, if you ask me. And there's so many guys who are right there behind him. And that's why the scores have gone up, because there's just no premium on defense anymore. And you got guys jacking up shots as fast as they can and when they run down the court. On the flip side, and, and I wasn't really paying a lot of attention, but I know the Detroit Pistons have been a long time just a powerful team. It's always in the, always, uh, in the run. What's going on this season? Well, you know they they struggled for they've struggled for quite a, they've struggled for a, a good bit at this point. I mean they they haven't they haven't really threatened anything since their last title uh, in '04. But I mean they've always been in the mix. But uh, you know this, they haven't done well with the trades and, and you know in the in recent years they haven't uh, you know when they would pick up somebody it would be a bust, kind of like the Hawks. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know you, you have high hopes every year, but you know the NBA has been pretty top heavy. Um, it always kind of has been. If you look back at the history, um, you know, you, you have teams that go on a run every now and then, but it's the same teams at the top for the most part. Uh, and, they, and it carries on for years until another team replaces them. Um, and, you know, Detroit, you know, I miss the old bad boys. You know, I didn't, I remember those days. Those were fun days and I hated them at the time. But then when they were gone and they did that 30 for 30 about them, I realized how much I actually missed them. Um, so I wish they would go back to that, those kind of times, but we're not ever going to see anything like that ever again. While we're on basketball, and since you, uh, as far as I'm concerned, you're the expert on this because of your background, let's talk a little bit about the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, anything yeah. going on with them? I mean, man, you know, it, you look back at the, uh, once again, offseason moves have done absolutely nothing for us. Haven't drafted worth a flip. Uh, you know, Trey Young, I don't know if he's, I, I, when he was, he was picked up, I thought, okay, here we go. You know, we finally got a superstar. I mean, he's a great scorer. He's an absolute liability on defense, which a lot of people are because defense, like I said, nobody really cares. But if you're scoring 40 points a game and your guy's scoring 40 on you, you're canceling each other out. Right. Uh, and that's where the Hawks are going to be. They're going to be a middling team that's going to finish between 8 and 10. They may get into that playoff play-in game, but I do not expect the Hawks to make any noise this year at all. You watch them versus the teams that are at the top, there's a huge disparity there. It's not going to happen this year. All right, I'm going to bring Jackson in on this as well. Because uh, you made a comment, Brad, about in the last uh, several years, it's the same teams that seem to always be in the same spots year after year after year. You know, we've watched what happened in, in football, uh, NFL, with, with a lot more of the parity among teams. We've watched it happening in college football, especially of late with the portal system. Jackson, what are your thoughts? What's going to have to happen if we want to start seeing teams like the Hawks and others become more competitive and have more of that parity in basketball? Uh, that's a it's a really good question, and I don't know that I have the answer. But uh, and Brad can probably confirm if I'm right on this. But it seems like these teams or these players now that 
and that whether it be in the off season or, or through through channels, through agents, and what team they want to go play for. It's almost like the players currently on the team pick the players versus the general manager trying to, to set up a team. Short of the draft, it seems like it's a, hey, let's all go to this program and play and try to win a ring and that type of thing. Is, is, am I right on that, Brad? Is that kind of where we're at? Absolutely. Uh, you know, the whole, you know, I'm taking my talents to South Beach, kind of started that whole train along with the, the Boston Three Party, and that's the way it's been since then because you saw how successful they were doing that. And you're right. These guys are like, hey, I'm not going to play here. I'm going to go here with this. I mean, they are running the league now, and for better or for worse. You know, I don't like it because rivalries in the NBA are dead. The, the Lakers and the Celtics, that's not a rivalry anymore. The Hawks and the Magic, not a rivalry anymore. Nobody stays long enough for it to be a rivalry. They pick, they pick and choose, and that's why it's so top-heavy because all these guys, like, you know, how many times has Kevin Durant moved at this point? You know, he's just searching for another title. That's all it is. He's not loyal to any team, and why should he be? There's no reason to be. So they've given them every reason to do what they're doing now. It's just to bounce teams and just find the right mix. So the question for you is we've got about 60 seconds. If you're a fan, you've watched and you've seen the evolution, well, if you could have the magic wand and say, here's the thing I would like to see done to try to make it a little more competitive, what would it be? I wish that I wish they would change up the free agency rules so guys would stay on teams longer and try to build something rather than jump every other year because that's kind of what's happening in college football now too but with the transfer portal and you're going to lose fans because when rivalries die out and you don't even know who's on the team anymore people are going to stop watching that's why the NBA has lost a lot of fans that I know because they don't even know who's on the team anymore because they move so quickly so I don't think I think they should I don't know what they can do because it's a free country and you can't limit people but I wish there was a way they could stop the free agency move. Well, it is a free country, but I mean, if you're working for somebody and you put in the contract that you can't go anywhere for five years, maybe uh, you're you're choosing when you sign the contract to go with those terms, right? And uh, yeah, but there's they're finding ways out, and you know, I wish that things could change and go back to the way they were because there are no rivalries anymore. All right, we're going to continue the conversation, more sports talk on Bartow Sports Zone, but right now we got to get you caught up on GNN News. Welcome back, everybody. Bartow Sports Zone. Alan Sanders filling in for Charles Wilson. We've got Jackson Hyde, and we have got Brad Stevens, and we have got about 20 minutes left. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about the uh, state football playoffs. Uh, all of our local teams had been eliminated either uh, in the semifinal or the quarterfinals, but uh, Brad, I know you were kind of talking about it off air. Coffee was just a beast, and it barreled through Bartow County and took no prisoners. No, uh we were talking about Fred Brown, that running back, has no offers, I don't think, which is insane to me. But, I mean, this is a guy who literally you hand the ball to and he falls forward seven yards. <laughs> and there's nothing you can really do about that part. And then if he breaks a tackle, he's gone for about 40 more. He doesn't have breakaway speed, but that guy's a load. And I watched him do it to Creekside, who had two guys on the interior that are walls of human beings, gigantic people, and they still did it to them too. And, uh, you know, they were the best team in 5A. I told Jackson at one point, I said, you know, Everybody's got a puncher's chance here. If you do this, that, and the other, no, not with coffee. Uh, it, it was they were just too good, too fast, too strong, well coached. Uh, their coach has a track record of winning down in Florida, and he moved up to coffee, and uh, he's doing it again. And uh, you know they looked really good against Creekside, and you know they they got their first state title ever, which surprised me. They've always been kind of a bridesmaid hanging around in the quarters and semis and just not quite getting it done. Well, this year 
they pretty much stomped everybody if you look at their schedule. Yeah. Jackson, it's it's not necessarily a salve to uh, to cool the burn from them, but to know you got beat by the eventual ch- state champion for Cass and for Cartersville, I mean, they were just a dominant team. Yeah, but I, I kind of pride myself on following Georgia high school football, and, and we, we when we went down and played them and, and they pretty much handed it to us, I, I told everybody that, that next week, I said, I think the state championship, is in Wyman Stadium on, on that Friday night. I thought the winner of that coffee Cartersville game would probably be the eventual state champion, and I'm, I'm glad I was right there. I was obviously rooting for the Hurricanes. We wanting those guys to get it. But uh, like Brad mentioned, the coffee was a machine. You talk about Fred Brown and how good he was. But, you know, defensively, they were uh, – you know, they gave up a lot of yards. They gave up a lot of yards against Cass, gave up a lot of yards to Cartersville. But they just a bend-but-don't-break kind of defense, and when it got matched – in that red area, they really stepped it up all year long. And I think Carswell scoring 18 points might have been the most scored on. I don't know, maybe uh, um, Creekside got one there late to get to 21 on them. But I think most points they gave up all year was those last two games. So it was uh, fun to watch those guys. Fun fun season for, for anybody in this area that, that uh, follows high school football to see Cass and Carswell be as successful as they were. I, I knew we were in trouble when – you know, they had gone through the regular season. Their region wasn't tough. I thought, well, you know, they had it easy. They, they, you know, they were able to walk through their region without any trouble. And then the playoffs started, and they kept, they kept beating people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Maybe they are good. And, uh, yeah, hats off to Coffee, Best team in 5A for sure. Yeah. And uh, on, on that same note, I kind of enjoyed the, the weekday championships uh, back in the Dome. You know, spread it out over three days. It was fun to watch. Great football, great teams, great players. Uh, allowed a lot of the co- college coaches from the all over the country were were in the dome watching these kids play. So it was uh, kind of a spotlight on Georgia high school football, and, and uh, I thought we performed very well. That uh, attendance record uh, for all those games and flag football was actually in there too. But uh, you know it, it was a fun time. I mean, all the games were pretty good. You had a couple of them that got away from people at the end, but not uh, really good games. Highly attended. You know, in a controlled environment, you know, as far as like the weather goes, because that was an issue last year at Georgia State where it was 30 degrees and raining or whatever for two yeah. two of the three days. It was a misery. It was misery. This was perfect. Yes, it was. And uh, hats off to Rockmart, you know, another local team that made it uh, three overtimes, you know, going with uh, Pierce County there all the way to the wire. Uh, fun to watch those guys. Got to, obviously, Cass had played them as well earlier in the year, and it was good to see those guys. I coached a lot of those guys in youth football, so I was proud of those guys for for hanging in there and had opportunities and just couldn't capitalize on. I'll tell you, man, when that game chart turned was when they got down to the goal line. They had Brent Washington in the Wildcat, and they snapped it over his head. Yep, that yep, was, that was that's where the that game was turned. Probably, that was probably the difference. Yeah, they could have scored right there, and that would have they could have nailed the door shut right there. I feel like they would have had all the momentum and carried it on, and that just killed them. It was like a twenty-three yard loss. And they yeah, didn't score. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was a big play in the game, and that Pierce County. I mean, it was no secret what they were going to do. They lined the quarterback up and and would run it off tackle with him the whole second half, pretty much, and uh, just you know, kind of like the Fred Brown situation. When you know what we're going to do, you got to stop it. Yeah. It, it, they are very good. They didn't. They definitely didn't hide it. I think their quarterback ran the ball ninety eight percent of the time. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, sure did. Just typical South Georgia football. It works. We're going to do it. Now we only That's have it. about sixty seconds. Yeah. Let me. Uh, whoop, yeah. Now we we've only now got about sixty seconds. Let me ask you this: um, as we are uh, 
making our way through to our last break. We'll still have a few minutes. They were talking at GHSA put replay rules for the playoffs. Did that come? Was that a factor in some of these games? Absolutely. And it happened because for a very good reason that Sandy Creek Cedar Grove debacle last year caused that because there was so much of an uproar because Cedar Grove probably should have won another state title last year and they didn't. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they were able to reverse some calls and, and, and take a better look at some things. And I think you should do that in a game of that magnitude. I mean, you've got the ability, you got the money to do it. you got referees out there that can watch. Go right ahead. There's no reason not to. We're here with Bartow Sports Zone, Brad Stevens, Jackson Hyde. Unfortunately, we're up against a break. We'll continue that conversation and a little bit more as we wind down this Friday edition of Bartow's Morning News and Bartow Sports Zone. Stick around. Welcome back, everybody, to Bartow Sports Zone. Just a few minutes left. Alan Sanders here, filling in for Charles Wilson, Jackson Hyde, and Brad Stevens. And Brad, we'll continue just a little bit more from the high school playoff perspective, the state playoffs at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I know they were midweek games, but i got to tell you, I was so happy to see them back on the NFL stage. I think that made the, the best sense. It always made the right call to me. I don't know why they shifted away from that, but I thought it was great to have them back. Well, I don't think the right money changed hands for a couple of years to the right people. Um, you, know, you thought for a while it was like Arthur Blank being greedy, and then everybody said no, it was GHSA being greedy. Who knows? Uh, I'm glad that everybody got together on that. Uh, it was a lot more fun to watch it the Dome on TV and in person. I've been there so many times, you know, with really no dog in the fight ever, except for a couple of times. But you know, just to watch the games and interact with people from other parts of the state and see how they do it. It's it's pretty awesome, man. You know, you have a a team like Stockbridge who played a friend of mine from Henry County said that's the first Henry County public school to ever make it to the state finals in history. I never knew that. I mean, what, what, and then Perry beat them for their first title ever. Uh, and that was a big moment for that community. Um, and, and you know, that, that's the fun part seeing these communities come together and see cool things happen. Uh, you know, you see people win their first state titles or come up short so many times and then overcome it and finally get it done. You can see the relief on everybody's faces because these are the parents and the families and people who've grown up in these places. That's the fun part to me. Jackson, kind of funny how the conversation comes full circle. I'll let you weigh in on that is how we started off in our first, you know, segment when the coach uh, wasn't able to join us in the first co- the cast coach about, well, let's talk about the parents and talk about sports and how they give up so much when your kids are involved as athletes. Yeah, it is. It's a sacrifice all the way around. And it's, uh, uh, it, it's a it's a great reward for the teams that are able to make it to, to get to play on that stage, play on TV, and hats off to Georgia Public Broadcasting for for uh, for doing their part and, and making it possible for us to view it. You know, uh, a lot of those teams traveled a long way from the Savannah, you know, four or five hour drives for some of these guys to get up there to play. And so it, it was awesome to see. And you know, to bring it back a little bit local, the fact that I'm sitting there watching it, Georgia Public Broadcasting done their all state team, all classifications. You know, from from single A all the way to seven A, and there were three Bartow County kids on the all Georgia Public Broadcasting All State team, and Malachi Tolliver at Cartersville, and then you had Sokovi White at Cass and Devin Henderson at at Cass that were all three on the uh, all classification All State team, and that was that was awesome to see. Yeah, I, you know, there's a lot of those different kinds of lists, and you saw a lot of local names. Uh, you know, not just Cartersville and Bartow County, but Northwest Georgia, and I always go back that. You know, at this point, I put Northwest Georgia football up against just about anybody uh, in the re- any region of the state as far as football talent goes. I mean, they're always in the mix. 
They're always there. I mean, you know, Rock Martin, Cedartown, Cartersville has been in it. Rome was in it till the end. You know, they got buzzsawed by, well, not really, but they got beaten by Thomas County Central who buzzsawed Woodward. So, you know, it's, I put them up against anybody. I would. Well, you know, one of the things we talk talk about is winning does have its advantages, and a lot of that is bringing families who choose to move into the region because they they see the winning talent, they see the winning teams, and they want their kid, if they feel like they've got some uh, some prowess, to be part of that program. Yeah, 100%. It's, uh, you know, it's a what-can-you-do-for-me society in some places and instead of trying to build a program maybe where you're at you want your kid to be successful on a successful team and you know i can see that that side of things but uh you know there's some teams you, you know you mentioned stockbridge uh you know not a traditionally powerful program that that's a homegrown bunch and so a lot of transfers came into that program and they make it all the way to the dome so there's two sides of that coin but it's 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 fun to watch regardless absolutely yeah, I, I can say that too. I mean, I enjoy watching these these top heavy teams. I mean, you know, the, the Graysons of the world, the Bufords. I mean, yeah, they're talented, and it's fun to watch them fly all over the field. But there is something to be said for a team that's the same kids from the same community that grew up together, uh, and nobody moved in much, nobody transferred much, and they made it all the way to the end. I, I think that's a really cool story. I actually prefer that to the to the all star team that got formed in the off season. Unfortunately, as we talked about with the NBA. We're at a point where when the professional leagues are influencing college and now college is influencing high school, and I think that's just the evolution of the sport. Oh, it's going to be that way from now on. It's uh, you know, it, it's going to always be a lot of, of tough times with the transfers and people getting mad over it. There's nothing you can do about it. It's a free country. People can move where they want, and that's the way it's going to be. And well, uh, unfortunately for us who are high school football fans, it's something we just got to get used to. Well, we are just about to the end, so final thoughts. Uh, Jackson, we didn't talk any of the uh, college football playoffs, but technically the bowl games start, to, uh, what, tomorrow or tonight? Yep, kicking off here. We'll have football pretty much through the end of the year. Uh, obviously, with, with no Georgia in the playoff, as you know, I'm a Tech guy, always with the Bulldogs when they're not playing Tech. So it's unfortunate they're not in. Uh, so it's a little bit less luster on the on the playoff for me personally, but uh, mm-hmm. looking forward to watching Tech play in a game here for the first time Excellent. in a while. And Brad, I know we're out of time, but we'll have to have you back next week because we're going to talk a little bit about the Bulldogs getting ready for the Orange Bowl. Looking forward to it, man. All right, guys, you all have a wonderful rest of your day, and we'll be back only the last hour next week. We're not going to do a, a truncated version of Bartow Sports Zone. Thanks, everybody. Have a great weekend.